Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul. Angeline. And today we're talking about a question from somebody. And the question was, does there have to be a villain in an RPG? Uh, I think most people would say yes. Does that win? <laughs> Does that win? It's not a question that you win something. Oh, when I became aware of this question that somebody had asked, and I'm like, I've, at first I thought, yeah, of course there has to be a villain. What are the PCs going to go against? I think I was just lacking a little bit of imagination, and I couldn't foresee what a, a game, adventure, campaign would be without a villain. So as I thought about it, I go, yeah, yeah, I guess there's certain things that, that can happen that. Does it need to be a villain to be the adversary to keep the game going or have an adventure? Well, everyone on the internet disagrees with you. Wow. Well, it's good to be all by yourself sometimes. So I, I think uh, I think it's easier if there's a villain. It's easier that it's easier for the GM if they, if for example, they have the PCs, the player characters have a focus. Something they can focus on, something that, oh, we need to eliminate this person or we need to stop this person. That's pretty easy, right? That's, that's set, that setup is, makes it pretty easy for the GM to be able to think of things to do, think of th things that the adversary would, would do. The villain, in this case, would, would be up to you and the PCs have to stop or maybe even help, I guess, in certain situations. But I, I think when you think about it, there's other other ideas or other things that you could... Other quests. Other quests, I guess, yes. I could think of a, a quest of, of having to solve a mystery and find somebody. Or having to... Mm. Not, a, not a murder mystery, but... Because then that would, that would be imply a villain. But, like, say you find a box in an attic and discover a long-lost relative or somebody's you need to find somebody because there's inher an inheritance that has to be given out a mystery is a good way to implement the non-villain type of game but usually in a mystery somebody committed a crime right i mean in in tv shows i'm talking about and probably in books though i don't really read any mystery books but well, mystery books that is the whole thing there's something that's happened and you have to figure out what it is usually it's a murder does it always have to be a murder? No, sometimes there's something was stolen. Yeah. But I, I don't, I mean, I think, I guess that's a villain, but you're not really trying to, I mean, the villain isn't actively working against you. You're just trying to catch somebody. I don't know. I always think of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> right? There's, there's, uh, well. So dog uh, kids. Well, no, you, there's a, there's something that's happened, right? And you're trying to figure out what it is. Right. That's Scooby-Doo. There's usually not. Nobody's been murdered, usually. No, no. Well, it was, a, it was a Saturday morning cartoon, so. The only problem I have with this question in general is when I was reading about it, a lot of people were saying, well, you ha if you don't have a villain, your game is going to be boring, which I could understand their point of view. But then I read this article about this game called Ultima. It was, a, it was actually a video, video game. game. Yeah. And the creator of it actually did it because parents were upset about killing and and the, the things that happened in, the, I guess, the first video game. Violence in, art, in games. And then he also said that at, this, at the same time, D&D uh, &D was getting a lot of criticism for the fact that he just went and killed people, and it was, there were demonic influences and all this crap, right? So <laughs> then I'm like going, and in this article, the, the creator was talking about how 
he used he basically made it a, a morals game, right? How one of the objectives was to be honest, to make sure justice was done, um, and different things. And I was like, okay, I don't, I wouldn't want my kid to play that because I don't want somebody else putting their moral ideas upon me, right? <laughs> so I think you should be very careful about the idea that maybe you don't need a villain, maybe because what we think about where you're going with your game, right? I'm not yeah. saying there has to be a villain. I'm just saying when I read that, I went, ew. Well, speaking of video games, I hadn't even thought about this because my notes have nothing about this, but there was a game called... He has a blank look in his horse, eyes. Horse and something. Horse? Horse. <laughs> <laughs> the new one is called Bannerlord. Damn, I can't believe I can't forget the name. We played the heck out of it, me and Augustine and a bunch of other people. Uh, the ones where you're knights and run yeah, around? Yeah. I don't know the name of it. Uh, hold on a second. All right, so I'm back. So the game was called Mountain Blade. It is called Mountain Blade. You can still get it on Steam. And the weird thing about that game is there was a lot of positive reviews on Steam. They let you, you know, obviously let you review. There was a lot of glowing reviews about it. And then there was a lot of negative reviews. And a lot of the negative reviews had to deal with, there's no game here. That's what they said. That was the biggest problem, is that there was no quest. You just you basically start off as a a single person in this world and there's nothing for you to do and and honestly if you think about it and when you play this game there is nothing for you to do i mean you you, you create have, your own game you you basically do whatever you want to do you go from village to village a lot of times you can you start off with some money you recruit people to be in your in your in your band usually they're start off as peasants Right, you have peasants, and you, because the only ones you can afford, and you can only have so many because of your charisma stat or your, whatever. You can only have so many followers, and basically you play the game that you want to play. So if you want to become like a bandit, and because there's caravans going from one place to another place, there's, there's a, uh, there's villagers going from one place, and you can literally attack them, kill them, and rob them, or rob them. Say you know I'll, I'll give me all your stuff, and they can either fight or not fight, and you could do that. Or basically anything. So you could go around to different cities and people will give you quests. And you could do quests, go do this, go do that. And you gain favor from the leaders of this, of this thing. You can attack towns, you can pillage towns, you can attack cities uh, or siege cities and stuff. And it's an amazing game. And I was, me, when I was playing, I was like really into it, right? Because I was like, and then, and then, because you're a nobody, and then, uh, after you become, you have notoriety or, or reputation, uh, they will uh, ask you to be part of their group, right? The cities and kind of like feudal states, right? And then they, like a general, will ask you to join them. And you can join them or you can say, no, nah, it's okay. And then what happens is, ultimately, I think the, the goal is to become king, right, of some nation. Because you can attack other groups. You can attack groups like actual men or uh, well, not men but the armies of other other people of, of actual feudal states and attack them kill them and then they get really mad and then they get really weak and then and then at the same time there's battles between nation states and stuff like that or feudal states and so all this is happening i mean this is happening in the world as you are exploring and walking around and doing stuff there's no like go going to a what is it there's no set goal there's no set goal and there's no like you go to a cave find a magic sword there's no, none of that. It's just plain fighting. Uh, of course, you have a mount, 
right? Because mountain blade, and it's amazing because you have stuff, right? You can buy horses, you can buy blades. There's all kinds of armor. None of it magical, but it's all better, better, better. But depending on what kind, everything's more expensive. And you're telling me all of this because that was a game that had no quest. It was just here's an open a sandbox, right? The whole idea of a sandbox. Here's an open world sandbox, and there's people who absolutely didn't like it. They gave it like one or zero stars if you if you can do that. that we talked about this before. I think that has to do with player agency, right? With these games, these sandbox RPGs, not the Mountain Blade, but a, a sandbox RPG where right. where you where the world is there, your players are plopped down in the middle, and you just say, "Go, what are you gonna do?" Right, and you don't give them a. I, I guess you have to create encounters, right? But you kind of base it off of what they want to do. Right, and so now that I think about it, because one of the first things I wrote down that you could do other than have an adversary is uh, exploration. Okay. You can explore things. You can go look for things, uh, either ruins, explore ruins of a city, or you've been hired or whatever to go explore an area where they want to uh, see what kind of fauna and stuff there's there if there's any mineral deposits or what can be used if is it a good place to put an outpost and stuff like that so exploration is one thing that i thought about it i would make that instead of exploration because that sounds a little boring to me i would make it like an indiana jones adventure without villains right you're going to get a you find a treasure map and you're going to get the treasure right in the okay like an archaeologist, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, you could do that. I mean, uh, there's no reason why that wouldn't fall under exploration. But I'm just thinking exploration, like, just exploring the area around you. See, the only thing I'm thinking about that is that, remember when we played in Phil's Traveler game? Okay, Our yes. goal was to go and map show map these planets or, or look at the planets and oh, make yeah, sure yeah. they were Scan mapped. Oh, yeah, them or something like that? And You thought it was a little boring? Well, until we found the right planet. To, that something was going to happen oh. on. Yeah, I think I think sometimes the, uh, but see that was see that was the GM. He had a, a fixed uh, ex, something to happen, but it, but if you don't do that, you just say put stuff on the map and say, oh, this is an this is a place of interest. So lately, there's this game called Forbidden Lands that's been out for a while, but it's exactly that. You basically. I, I forget what, I don't really, I don't have the game. Amazingly, I don't have the game. I think it's by Freely. The characters, I think something that's happening that's cut off the whole, your village or this area from the rest of civilization. And slowly but surely, whatever was comp- holding people back is gone, is fading. So people are out exploring. So it's kind of like the sandbox thing. And in the Forbidden Lands book, it comes in two books in a slip case and a map, and a map is blank, right? It, it has, like, physical features on this map, but they give you stickers that you actually stick onto the map to make it permanent. Oh, ruins. You guys find ruins here. And it's kind of like, I'm not sure if it's dice-generated, so every map is going to be different depending on who plays from one set to the other. And the players are just exploring things, trying to figure out what, what they can find and, and stuff like that. And the whole idea is that they go out exploring, come back to the town, and there's a non-villainous whole game set up for that. Of course, you could find a villain out there, possibly, but their the main goal is to explore and to see what is out there and to possibly bring back stuff that could be useful or, or that you could 
make money off of. Okay. So exploration just for exploration's sake, I think is a viable option. I don't know if you consider that boring because you're going to run across things that you may not have never seen. Now, this kind of game, I think, like would work well with Forbidden Lands, right? Where nobody knows what the what the world is. It may not work very well for for not Forbidden Lands, the other one, Forgotten Realms, where there's 150 pages for every section and every city in the on the whole world. Well, I'm not sure if that's true, but there's certain parts of the world. I guess there's certain parts of the world that they said that they wouldn't talk about or write about officially. So they left it blank. So other people wrote about it. So GMs can make up their own thing yeah. about it. But uh, but other than that, you know, uh, Forgotten Realms, people could look up stuff and know stuff about Forgotten Realms more than the GM. And sometimes that can be a little, well, actually, you know, that kind of thing happens. But I think exploration is pretty cool. You don't think so? You think it'd be a little bit boring? I don't know. It depends on what the exploration is. Like I said, if if you're exploring and there's cool things to find, then okay. If you're exploring and you just discover there's a waterfall with your band of of merry travelers, I don't know that that would be incredibly fun. But you know, <laughs> first one that did come across to came to mind to me was investigation, and that to to make sense because like you don't have to be chasing a murder; it could just be. A mystery to solve or however you want to put it and there's no villain in the mystery if you're like looking for something or or searching for clues and stuff like that and and uh like filing finding a, a lost artifact well like indiana jones well there was villains in that because there's other people chasing it or other people but if you're the only one looking for it and it's just uh, a purely investigative game trying to find clues and stuff then that is a game without a villain and my exploration idea I maybe you might you might make the the crazy leap that the monsters or the things in your way are your are your villains, but no, they're just like adversaries. They're just things you have to overcome, not necessarily kill, right? Okay. <laughs> you look a little lost, but I I like the idea of mapping out stuff and finding stuff. Like I've never played in a game like that, but I think it would be kind of interesting. What do they call it? they call it like a West Marches game. That's what Forbidden Lands is, and and finding stuff. That I think that'd be pretty neat. Like it, oh, we found some ruins here. You know, you put that sticker on the map, and then then once you find it, you you start exploring that area. What it was. So even if you are exploring, you're saying that there, even though there's no villain, there will be encounters with things that might not be might not like you, right? Well, of course, yes, exactly. Doesn't have to be like this. This central figure that the PCs are going against. It's just nature, man versus nature. I don't know if that's an adversary or a villain, but I would say no. And I, I, the good thing about this kind of game is, I think the GM can really let their mind or their imagination go, right? Come up with anything, right? And I think that's pretty neat in my sense, in in my in my way of thinking, because sometimes you know. A, a villain wouldn't fit into a certain idea you have in mind, whatever that is. Like you know, like searching through ruins and stuff, and and lost uh, finding a lost city or something like that, or a lost civilization that has no villain. You just you know, exploring, and it's pretty neat to find something that nobody else does. I mean, look at explorers in 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 today. You know, not today, but in human history, people did things. Of course, there was some monetary. Uh, Gain, gain to to be made. I use quotes because sometimes they didn't make any money. 
But like some explorers, like just did it for, like you know, Lewis and Clark. I don't know much about Lewis and Clark. I never really studied Lewis and Clark. But they were mapping or trying to get to the West Coast, right? They were trying to. Map. I believe there was. Uh, they were doing it for. Not necessarily their financial gain, but somebody hired them to do it. I oh, yeah. They did it. But they wanted to do it, right? I mean, it wasn't like... I would think that people that went to the to the Arctic Circle. Yes, those people. Things like that. Or the North Pole. Those kind of things. Right, are right. More, are more exploring for exploring sake, sake and not... Uh, Lewis and Clark, I think, was more of a, a mapping expedition for somebody. Well, for probably the U.S. government at that point. Maybe. Or colonial government. I don't know. I don't, heck, I don't even know when it happened. But, but it, it was the. You're the, an American historian. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't. I don't really study Lewis and Clark. I mean, I know. Obviously, there was the United States because they were hired by the United States to go explore. I know that much. But I didn't know how much they got paid and all that stuff. Okay, but you're right. The people that went into the Arctic, and I don't know if there was any financial thing. Well, there became a race. So. Uh, like, yeah, it was kind of weird because I don't know. I guess they would just gather money because it costs money to get a ship and to hire people to go up there because unless everybody's a, an explorer-minded person, yeah, let's just go for exploration's sake. But somebody has to somebody has to foot the bill for buying stuff, whether goods, everything that you need to get to well, the Arctic. You watched that TV show about um, those people that were searching on some island for <laughs> oak island the oak island yeah. and that seemed more like a they were searching for a treasure right originally yes they but believed it was, there was they treasure. believed there was a treasure but then they got then it just got like what do you call it weird well no but obsessed, obsessed yeah right because it's i don't know if you ever heard of the history of you oak don't island. Have to tell the whole story no, there's, no you could find it it is a it's a real thing it, it was just, these kids found some pit and 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 people had invested some, sometimes substantial amount of money to figure out what was at the bottom of this pit, but it had all these traps supposedly. And then and then everything stopped a, a few years, quite a few years, like in the seventies, because somebody actually died or something. And then these two brothers decided to buy that piece of property, and then and they made a TV show out of it. And and it's interesting, but I I lost tra- I lost interest like in the, after the first season, which basically they just kept digging and trying to find stuff and trying to figure out why they do were doing this or why somebody would build this or and how what could be at the bottom of this pit but as they kept exploring they kept finding weirder winter stuff all over the island which i don't know it was, it was getting kind of weird so so when you're creating a game unless it's a total sandbox game right where you just go okay yeah go explore right tell me which way you're going i think you have to be creative to come up with something that doesn't have a villain in it because right easily the easiest kind of um, game would be go rescue a princess or, um, you know, some. I'm thinking about, you know, easy things, right? Uh, go find a treasure, um, things like that. But usually those involve, or why is this happening? Or who killed this person? Usually those involve an adversary, right? Right. Somebody took the princess. Somebody killed the person. Well, well how about this? Let's say uh, you're investigating a crime that happened 100 years ago, and the villain's dead. So there is no villain. Well, there is, but the villain's dead. Right. But you're just trying to figure out what happened or, or how it was done or who it was. Is there a villain in that case? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I, obviously, I don't know, but I think there isn't. I think there isn't. You're just exploring it for, explore, for exploring. That person's never going to go to justice. I guess you could say, well, there's closure for the murder victim or for the victim. But 
Yeah. I think people do that kind of stuff because they themselves have this drive to figure out the truth. And I use their quotes. Or to unravel, unravel a puzzle. Or to, and then, yeah, people don't like puzzles or, I mean, don't like unsolved mysteries, right? right. I mean, there's a whole show called Unsolved Mysteries, right? <laughs> and there's like First 48 and all these shows about... Yeah, but those, I, are, those are usually finding who did something, right? Yeah. I, and, and I guess... I guess a criminal, if you're a cop and you're, it's a cop show and you're trying to, to uh, catch a criminal, that doesn't necessarily make them a, a villain. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, that's hard to say. Yeah. But I would go with that villain isn't like after you and your group, right? They're right. they did something and you're going to search for them. You could do spy stuff, right? There's not necessarily an adversary, usually just adversary and spies, right? The, the enemy of the state, yeah, the other state that's see the ones I out. think I know there's there's like villains would be like dark conspiracy, right? There's these crazy villains out there oh, okay. in space that have come through a dimension to destroy everything or control everything, right? Well, well, let's let's think about uh, like I don't know, okay, I hate to say typical, but for me, like let's say traveler. Traveler was a game. There is no villain, usually, unless you're part of the military and stuff like that, crap like that. But for the most part, at least in my brain, from what I remember reading, you're basically space truckers, right? That's right. basically because they give you tables about cost of goods from a rich agricultural planet to a poor ag agricultural planet, high iron planet. And so basically, you play this game of buying low and selling high on another planet, making money and keep flying until the next paycheck sort of like serenity right right <clears throat> but there was some i guess there was the evil in, in in the in your space trucking in any space adventure game space opera game whatever you are you're usually ex-military whatever and you're yes yeah, you're, you're taking these jobs to make money right right and to get a bigger ship or whatever. Or but just pay off the ship that you get. Currently. There's not necessarily villains in those games. That's exactly what I'm saying. But there are lots of bad guys. It's the same way. You could think of Shadowrun as the same way. You you get a well, job, right? Yeah, but the usually... The might be to, to, to keep somebody from doing something. Does that make you the villain? Well, yeah. You are you're you're the villain in yeah. those games, right? You're doing nefarious things. But in space trucking, space trucking, you're basically going from one place to another. And I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all of, of Traveler, that you're just a space trucker playing accounting Because if it is, that will no. be very boring. Just like Serenity, except Serenity's doing like nefarious things there are evil people in serenity yeah there's the the government right Right. i don't know what they're called in that one i don't know do you consider the government a villain in that one yes they're doing bad things okay. remember miranda the planet that i'm just telling you i'm just saying make the reavers if you're playing a game without a villain can you really consider the government a villain in that world yes okay because they're after you well well Okay, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I would think so. At least the Esther was the way it's framed because he's a brown coat, right? He was a rebel at one point. He was on the losing side of the I understand. civil war. So he definitely sees them as the bad people, right? Because he actually went to war to against them. And then, uh, but, you know, he's always saying, well, the war is over. I don't care. I'm just trying to make a living. So it would be nice if he could make a living, just doing what he's supposed to do legally, but because it's so expensive to make a living, or it's so hard to make a living, he has to do nefarious things like illicit cargo, uh, take people from one place to another who shouldn't be taken from one place to another because the government says you shouldn't 
they're looking for him or whatever. So break, he's breaking the law. So therefore, he might be the villain, but at the very he, there's an adversary effect. There's an adversary of the government versus what he wants to do is to make money. So it's pretty close to Traveler, but but in Traveler you don't uh, I, I, there's you can make up your own world. There is a a set world with the with the empire and then the, all this other stuff. But you could make up your own world. And in fact, uh, there's this thing called, uh, it's on drive through RPG. It's called Cepheus, and they came up with their own uh, setting for Traveler, right. right? They use the rules and stuff. And I've, I, I bought the PDS, but I've never really looked at it. But so therefore, uh, you could do the space trucking thing, right? And the only thing that happens is, and be legit instead of taking the legal, illegal cargo, though it seems like, you really want to take illegal cargo. Well, because you get paid more money, right? <laughs> Correct. At least the guys that I play with, that's the ultimate goal is to get the money to buy a bigger ship or do something. Or pay off know, the ship that you or have. Or pay off the ship you have or, you yeah. know, keep the gambling people from coming and taking you, right? <laughs> but but, but let's say you're, doing, you're running a legit space trucker, right? Going from one place to another. But what happens is, is that things happen where you stop, right? You know, somebody asks you for help. Somebody... Oh, I can't find somebody or or uh, whatever. There's all kinds of scenarios yeah, in that. Right. It's right. like an exploration, but with Let's, cool things to, cool people to interact with. Right. Well, you could do that in exploration too. Yeah, I know, but I'm thinking if you're exploring the the unknown country, what are you going to come up? You're going to no. you're going to you're going to interact with nature stuff like there's a bear or oh, that's true um, you can see what i'm saying but, versus a versus someone saying i need you to get i need you to get my daughter to this other planet that kind of thing right hobie one you might only hope uh so I, I i didn't mean that that's the only way you can frame exploration as going out in the wilderness you could explore different ways and different things but you're right i understand what you're saying so uh, the third thing that I came up with was survival, even though this kind of falls within the exploration type thing. Survival, are we talking like post-apocalyptic survival? Well, it could include that, but it also could, uh, the space trucker could be survival. You're trying to survive, uh, making that next payment on your... So could your- Shadowrun, you're trying to survive, you just have to, you have to do the job to get the money. But I guess I'm thinking more of a, more of a, of a survival type of game, right? Because otherwise it just falls into one of the other headings of uh, you're going to have uh, adversaries. So I couldn't think of anything. I thought, I thought of survival, but the only survival thing I could think of is like if you're in the wilderness and you're usually by yourself, right? And you're trying to survive, you, you, you crashed a plane, right? Or something. And, and it didn't, wouldn't work. But then I thought of The Walking Dead. Right, The Walking Dead is a game about survival. Now you can claim that the the adversary are the zombies. Eh, actually, the real bad things are other people. So there might be the other adversaries, but the I, whole idea is to survive and to somehow keep part of your humanity. At least that's what I got from the show. Again, I saw it the first season. I never watched another season again. Uh, I thought it was an interesting show. I just didn't like it. Give it's me the a little creeps. too violent for you. Well, it was just, just you know, I don't, I'm not into gross stuff, and then it's, it, it would, they would get grosser and grosser as, as the first season went on and on. And I go, I can't imagine what they're going to come up with in the second and third and whatever seasons. And I know one of our friends, Tom. Oops, I exit the <laughs> part. Oops, I said it again. But my <laughs> our friend Tom, he loves that show, right? Him and his daughter. Oh, him and his daughter. Okay, so they love that show, and and, and I don't see them very often. But they, every once in a while, they come to my birthday party that we had before COVID. 
And I didn't know he was such a fan. I went, oh, yeah, because uh, his brother Mike was trying to find a game for him. And I go, oh, he, I go, so do you think Zombie Side would be a good game for him? I go, why would Zombie Side be a good game? He goes, because he really likes the, the Walking Dead. I go, oh, really? And I guess he has all the, the what do you call it, the graphic novels and stuff. And love the show. I'm like, oh. But survival, I think it'd be really tough. I think you, you would, it would have to be a really high-tension game, and I'm not sure you could... Well, I could think of like a, a post-apocalyptic game, right, where you're trying to find water for your village, or you're true. trying to find... <laughs> you have to find gasoline for the, for the, um, for the generator to go to keep the, the, somebody who has to have something that takes electricity to keep them alive. Things like that. Twilight 2000, exactly. It's a game about survival. Right. Right. Totally. Oh, there's that other one, what you said, where the people wake up. I forget what it's called, but they're like in bunkers and Oh, the Moral places. Project. Yeah. 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 But I'm sure there will be adversaries, but there's probably not a big bad evil guy. Right. That's. Well, you know, in the Moral Project. I'm sure there is a big yeah. bad evil guy. Yeah. You yeah. don't necessarily have to encounter him. Right. Or you don't have to include him because like in the, in, the, in the world after the apocalypse, there's these... Uh, warlords well twilight 2020 or 20 whatever it is 2000 2000 it would be the same thing right it's after world war three it's like a it's like a a post-apocalyptic thing where you're just trying to figure out one what's going on and two you probably will have adventures to figure out how to survive right or to get back home i think that's the i think the original that's what i based my original game even though i didn't even i don't think i even knew that that was part of the original one of the original campaigns is to go home, right? Right. Which seemed to me would be a pretty reasonable idea. A very idea. important thing, right? A reasonable idea. But my game that I ran for tw- tw- 2013 was like at the very beginning. Or right. The, you you're know, just trying to, you're trying to get uh, out yeah. and, and make it home before. Right. Before really everything hits the fan. <laughs> right. So that was interesting. I really liked that game. Uh, I really liked that game and it was a lot of fun to run at the, at the convention. I have no idea if any of these ideas have answered the question. But if you're looking for a game without uh, a villain, yeah, there are things, options available. I guess Saul gave you some ideas. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. You have a good day.